0: Welcome back to Activity Quest, the podcast that's packed with stuff to do. This week, Adam's off to the Story Museum and we're making our very own reading nooks. My name's Bex. And every episode of Activity Quest starts off with a Fun Kids presenter doing something awesome. Now, I thought I was the Fun Kids Queen of Books, but apparently, uh, this week, Adam is trying to steal my crown.
1: Thanks, Bex. Yes, I'm coming for your crown, although, as we'll discover, I'm not not destined to to be royalty. I'm at the Story Museum in Oxford. Should we go inside?
2: I'm Caroline, and I'm director of the Story Museum in Oxford. It's a rather magical place. Uh, It's a place where a child a young person a family can step into stories so we've created little story worlds in some cases quite big story worlds Um, and we invite visitors to come and play the role of story characters and learn about stories from across time and place some of which they will know because they're off of the telly and some of them maybe they think they know a different version of and some of them will be completely new and what we love is when people discover stories or rediscover stories from their own childhood that's really special
1: Oh, my gosh, we're going through a very ornate-looking wooden door. There's a tree in front of me with a face in it made out of rope. I'm beneath a canopy. Hello. Hello. I mean, welcome. Welcome to the Whispering Wood. A tiny corner of a huge forest of stories that spreads across the world this is a magical place where every tree has a tale to tell feruz will guide you feruz the hare <laughs> she's probably hiding by my roots she is. There's a tiny hair on the floor, and I guess that's going to be our guide around this story museum. The tree told it much better than I could.
2: This is our whispering wood, and actually, we have a family group uh, exploring what looks like the British mythology tree. So each of these trees comes from a different country, a different part of the world and different story traditions. And so visitors come and they listen to bits of the story. We have a live storytelling every, about every 15 minutes and there are games to play, things to peek at. It's always worth looking at knee height and below here at the Story Museum. We've got lots of things especially put there for very little people. So little fairy doors over there. If you open those little doors, you'll see a story scene behind it.
1: And this is one that looks very familiar. This is the story, I know it as the sword in the stone. It's
2: the Arthurian legends, that's right. So the, the myth is if you can pull the sword out of the stone, you are destined to be king or queen. We haven't yet had any child who has managed to pull the sword from the stone, but many hundreds have given it a go.
1: Shall I give it a go? Give it a go. I'm going to grab onto the handle here. That's not the handle, that's the handle. (laughs) Give it a good tug. No, it's not moving. Not Not for me.
2: Here we have a glass case. And this is, I can tell you, this is a very serious museum case. We could hold in this case something of great historical value, like a dinosaur bone. Right now in this case, there's a single cushion, and it appears to be empty. And there's a little sign here that says... A Child's Imagination 2023. This child's imagination is by far the most valuable object in our entire museum. It features prominently in every single story in our collection and has been revered by story creators since the dawn of time.
1: That was the Whispering Woods. And now we're going to go upstairs to something that's a bit more in your face. We're talking comic books. And the Story Museum is full of things that you can get hands-on with. I see over here we've got a character spinner. Shall I make my own comic book character? Do, a great idea. So i are going to give these uh, a quick whirl. They're kind of two wooden blocks with lots of different pictures on them and lots of different characters on the top. We've got a superhero, a school kid, a zombie. I'm going to go for a wizard. I think a wizard for the top half and perhaps a school kid for the bottom half. Can you think of a school kid who's also a wizard? Hmm. Maybe maybe, maybe something that might have been
2: filmed in Oxford, perhaps? There is a little bit of the film. So, of course, the story series called Harry Potter uh, is associated here, with, here in Oxford. Some of the films were made at Christchurch, which was over the road. And here at the museum, we have our own magic common room, which we've created, inspired by the four houses of Hogwarts, um, and the values of those houses and the colours. And it's where, if you come with your school, that's where you do your work here at the museum which we think is well
1: and the children think is quite a lot of fun there's a very creaky wardrobe in front of us i'm going to open it up and do i go in
2: please go through the coats
1: there are some coats on hangers and if i make my way through these coats i emerge in Narnia. So this is the tale of the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Lion, the Witch, wardrobe. So here we have a solitary light,
2: and a red scarf, and an umbrella. But here we tell the story of the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. So this is the moment in the story where Lucy, who's one of the characters, one of the little girls in the story, she falls through the back of a wardrobe and finds herself in this snowy, cold, and bright environment. And she's very confused and then from the corner of her eye, she seems a very strange man coming towards her. And this chap appears to have the bottom half of a goat and the top half of a man. And he's called Mr Tumnus and the two of them have a conversation and from there a great adventure unfolds. She heard a pitter patter of feet coming towards her. And soon after that a very strange person stepped out from among the trees into the light of the lamppost. He was only a little taller than Lucy herself, and he carried over his head an umbrella, white with snow. From the waist upwards, he was like a man, but his legs were shaped like a goat's. We're a museum that collects stories in all forms, so we're quite unusual in that respect. We've collected 1,001 stories from across time and place, and we're bringing just some of those stories, I think at last count there was maybe 500 of them, to be discovered here in the museum somewhere, either a book on a shelf, um, an audio recording down some uh, listening cups that we have attached to our talking trees, or maybe um, on a screen if we did a film screening. So we, we love stories however they come. We um, We just understand the power they have, particularly on children, but on all of us, right? Stories are essential. They're what make us human. But for children who are just learning their language, or for children who need a little bit of help with confidence, or for children who need to find a way of expressing who they are and what they're about, they can find that in stories, and that's what we love.
1: And there are some incredibly immersive environments as well as we walk around. We, at one point, kind of stumble through a wardrobe and end up in the world of Narnia. You let slip that your background was in theatre and you have had theatre directors come here and and help put the place together. What's that process like?
2: Um, So we have a golden rule here at the museum and that is that we start with a story. Because starting with an actual story, whether that be an oral story, a story around Anansi, the trickster, or a story around Peter Pan, or around Lyra, who was created here in Oxford. If you give yourself that starting point you, and you stick with the narrative, you find there's a clarity, there's a truth, there's, a, there's an imperative that then takes you forward to create something magical. Um, like I say, what we invite visitors to do is step into that story. So is a good example. We found the moment in the story... That we felt, and we do a lot of this with children and families. So we talk a lot with our visitors and with uh, groups of people that we work with around what's the moment in the story that, for which it really takes off for you. We've introduced the area, the level of magic, and in the story of Narnia, it's the moment where Lucy falls out the back of the wardrobe and discovers herself in the snowy, cold landscape—a completely foreign landscape. Um, and that's the moment that we wanted to capture. And what theatre designers and film designers do beautifully is they create worlds, entire 360-degree worlds, and and that's what we're building here at the museum.
0: Oh, thanks so much, Adam. And now I've been to the Story Museum, and it is brilliant, and you can find out more by just searching for the Story Museum. Now, if that's inspired you a little bit, shall we think about making a reading nook? Thanks, Bex. Yes, creating a reading nook is one of my favourite things to do. All you need is some cuddly, comfortable furnishings like blankets or pillows. And of course, you'll need some books. And then you might want some decorative items like fairy lights, stickers, posters, etc. Choose a corner or area of the room where the reading nook will be set up. Spread a blanket on the floor to create a comfortable seating area and add pillows for added comfort. Gather your books and arrange them neatly in the nook and then use the decorative items to personalise the nook and make it cosy and inviting. For example, hang posters or fairy lights to create a soft, warm ambience. Sit in the nook and get comfortable, then pick a book and start reading. This activity will help you create a special place where you can escape in your favourite stories and develop a love of reading. Remember, there's loads of episodes of Activity Quest that you can go back and listen to any time. If you want some more suggestions, just scroll back in your podcast app and pick an episode you fancy. I'm Bex, and this has been a podcast from the UK's children's radio station, Fun Kids. It was produced and edited by Adam Stoner. Listen to me on your DAB digital radio, online, on the free Fun Kids mobile app and on your smart speaker. Just say, play Fun Kids every weekday from 4pm. See you soon.